0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDIC. Powered by Clear Vision Development Group, this is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leader's podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Hello everyone, this is Tony Richards, Master Coach on the C-Suite Radio Network. And this is your weekly brand new edition of Better Than Before, the leadership and business podcast. Coming up on today's show, I have a quote of the day, and also we will review the National Days of Celebration for the next week coming up. How many innovations do you think we had 100 years ago in the year 1923? I'll give you a chance to think about your answer and uh, how many you think, based on how many innovations we have uh, in a year today, how many do you think we had uh, 100 years ago? Some of my thoughts about why we resist change and some of the bias thoughts that are built into the human psychology and an exercise to try to work around those. That's all coming up today in this episode of Better Than Before. And this quote of the day ties into our main topic today on the subject of change and people who consistently get better results are really good at organizing their lives in a way that they're in a position to have better options and they're never forced by circumstances into a really bad decision. Let me give you this little framework poem before I give you the quote. Here are the things that you need. You need the courage to start, the discipline to focus, the confidence to figure it out, the patience to know progress is not always visible, the persistence to keep going even on the bad days. That's your change formula. You want to hear it again? The courage to start, the discipline to focus, the confidence to figure it out the patience to know progress is not always visible, and the persistence to keep going even on the bad days. Our quote of the day comes from Nobel Prize winner Francis Crick on the secret to winning. Francis said, oh, it's pretty simple. My secret had been, I know what to ignore and what to pay attention to. And boy, isn't that the truth? If we could Just continue to have discipline doing that, how much better off we'd be. National Days of Celebration, starting on today, October the 3rd, it's National Techies Day today. It's also National Boyfriend Day, National Fruit at Work Day. It's always the first Tuesday in October. Didn't you know that? It's World Temperance Day. Coming up tomorrow on October the 4th, it's National Taco Day. Now, why would National Taco Day be on a Wednesday and not a Tuesday? Well, I guess if October 4th falls on a Tuesday every six years, it is. But it's Taco Wednesday. It doesn't even sound right, but that's the National Day of Celebration. It's also October 4th, National Golf Lovers Day, National Vodka Day. Those two probably go hand in hand. It's also National Walk to School Day. It's National Pumpkin Seed Day, National Coffee with a Cop Day. So if you have a police friend, it's the day to have coffee with them. It's also National Cinnamon Bun Day. National Do Something Nice Day is coming up on Thursday, October the 5th. It's also National Get Funky Day. So come into your workplace. Get out your iPhone and maybe an external speaker and put on Wild Cherry. Remember the one hit wonder we talked about last week? Play that funky music. Well, October the 5th is National Get Funky Day. It's also National Rhode Island Day. So those of you who listen in Rhode Island and you've been waiting for your day to come up, it's on October the 5th, this Thursday. It's National Apple Betty Day coming up Friday, October the 6th. Oh, this is a great one that we need to celebrate and I'm going to I'm going to be hosting an all-day conference in St. Louis this Friday called Tony's Inner Circle. And I've invited several advisors and coaches and consultants to come participate and they're all coming in that Friday and it just happens to be National Coaches Day. So there you go. Also, it's World College Radio Day, National Orange Wine Day, National Body Language Day, also National Plus Size Appreciation Day, and National Manufacturing Day. Friday, October 6th, we also have World Smile Day, National Noodle Day, National German American Day, National Mad Hatter Day, All coming up on Friday the 6th. On 7th, on Saturday, it's National Play Outside Day. It's National Chocolate-Covered Pretzel Day. National Inner Beauty Day. It's National LED Light Day. National Frappe Day. So if you want to have a Starbucks Frappe, it would be on Saturday the 7th. Coming up on Sunday the 8th, International Off-Road Day. National Hero Day. National Go Day. It's also Clergy Appreciation Day on Sunday, National Pierogi Day, National Fluffer Nutter Day is coming up on October the 8th. Wow. Lots of great days of celebration coming up. Also on Sunday, October 8th, it's American Touch Tag Day. Remember we used to play touch tag out in the lawn when our parents would be visiting? Coming up Monday, October the 9th, it's National Pans and Pandas Awareness Day, National Online Banking Day. It's also Columbus Day, which is always the second Monday in October. It's a Native American Day coming up next Monday, National Kick Butt Day, National Moldy Cheese Day, National Pro-Life Cupcake Day, National Leaf Erickson Day, all coming up next Monday. October the 9th. And those are your national days of celebration that are coming up over the next week here on Better Than Before. So, how many innovations do you think we had 100 years ago in 1923? By the way, there were more in 1923 than almost the previous three years combined. If that gives you a little bit of a clue at the guess, there were 12. There were 12 innovations in 1923, 100 years ago this year. Number one, Jacob Schick invented the first electric shaver. And if you're a guy and you're over 25 or 30, you've probably had a Schick razor at some point. Number two, Clarence Birdseye, that ought to give you a clue, Birdseye invented frozen food. Number three, sound on film technology, phonofilm, was invented. Number four, Vladimir Kosma Zworkin invented the iconoscope, kinemoscope, and the storage principle, which led to the basis of television. Number five, Firestone unveiled the first production balloon tire. Number six, Garrett Morgan patented the first traffic signal with a warning light. Number seven, insulin. My gosh, what a wonderful innovation. Insulin was mass produced and readily available for the treatment of diabetes. Number eight, neon lights were first brought to the U.S. from Paris. Claude Leon began selling them in Los Angeles. Number nine, Calvin Coolidge became the first president to address the nation on broadcast radio radio. Number 10, the metal hafnium was discovered in Copenhagen. Number 11, airway beacons replaced bonfires to help guide flying pilots. And number 12, Walter Dandy performed the first hemospherectomy on a patient with a brain tumor at Johns Hopkins, and the patient survived. Those are the 12 innovations. We had in 1923. Can you imagine? We had 12 of them. And how impactful were those 12 things? Just just amazing. I mean, we have hundreds of them in a year now. Just amazing to look back. I always do that little exercise as part of strategic planning with a lot of boards to just put them in the mindset of change and time and how courageous people have to be back then to go forward with ideas that seemed a little nutty at the time, but how much impact they have on the world in years gone by and to put them in the mindset of, hey, we have to be creative and innovative here and no idea is too wacky to make it onto the board for at least some discussion. All right. So why do we resist change? Well, there are some biases and fallacies and things that we carry in our thinking processes, in our human psychology that can sometimes throw us off track. And I want to talk about a couple of those today. And then I'll give you a journaling exercise that can help you not resist them, but process them a little bit better, perhaps. I mean, you may know exactly what you want to achieve and you've conquered the fear of failure and your self-discipline levels are getting better, but sometimes it feels like there's an invisible force that's holding you back and it can be extremely frustrating and very common. So don't feel like you're the only one experiencing it. It's part of the human condition. And so I want to teach you today about a psychological phenomenon called the status quo bias and how it can attack the most self-disciplined and determined individuals. The good news is once you understand how it works, you can fight against it and keep pushing toward your goals. Let's start with something called the sunk cost fallacy. In psychology, one of the most well-known self-defeating behaviors is called sunk cost fallacy. It explains why people remain stuck in their circumstances even though they would rather be elsewhere. Some examples are staying in an unfulfilling relationship or keeping a safe but boring job even though you have the opportunity to get better employment. The status quo bias describes the human disposition to stay clinging to what we're familiar with instead of reaching for the unknown, similar to the 80-20 rule. This concept has its roots in economics and was founded by economic professors Richard Zeckhauser and William Samuelson. In 1988, they published a series of studies in the Journal of Risk and Uncertainty. The articles highlighted the fact that even though economics attempts to predict the choice a person will take when faced with more than one alternative, in the real world, in real time, most people choose to do nothing. and. Act as if everything is normal. A more general term for this tendency you may have heard is called inertia. People tend to follow the same path that they've been following for quite some time. Now, the loss aversion theory. Let me ask you this question. Why is it that we choose to stick with the same jobs, the same people, the same ambitions? Well, a number of reasons have been put forward. To explain this behavior, one reason is based on the loss aversion theory, which stipulates that in general, people don't like losing. And this is true even if the thing they lose was not really that of high of a value. Before moving on to something that is perceived as better, we want evidence to prove it's going to enhance our lives before we detach ourselves from what is not serving us. Although making a change often leads to a more positive outcome, on a subconscious level, we assume that change will do us more harm than good. Even positive change, such as moving to a nicer home or getting married, requires a lot of thought. There's always a cost associated with change, and most of the time, we don't want to pay the price. Another reason for the status quo bias, and I have always had this, I will confess, is the fear of regret. No one wants to make a change and then regret it. Typically, this is because they feel that friends, family members, or loved ones will judge them for their mistakes. As a result of this fear, they default to sticking to what they're comfortable with. The fear of failure is why people don't like change, but the reality is That failure is not final. It's not the end of the world if you don't get it right. All successful people fail at some point in their lives, but they use their mistakes to better decisions in the future. You've heard me say on this podcast over the last six years, I have this thought about I imagine the end of the year and it's New Year's Eve and I'm thinking back over the previous 12 months and what do I not want to regret? I don't want to have any regrets, so I do the thing to keep me from having a regret from not doing the thing, if that makes any sense. Another powerful mind trick that keeps us bound to the same old behaviors, beliefs, and routines is the mere exposure effect. Decades of research have found that the more we experience a particular phenomenon, the more we're likely to accept and like it. For example, a study they did in 1968 found that the more participants were exposed to symbols and words, the chances of developing a positive affiliation with them increased. You may have experienced this in your personal life, where the more you interact with an individual, the more you find yourself liking them. There are definitely exceptions to this rule, because in some cases, the more you're exposed to something, the more you notice things that you don't like. But in general, the longer we're exposed to any situation, The more we develop an assumption that it may not be exactly what we want, but we accept it and think, eh, it'll do. The mere exposure effect has its advantages and disadvantages. The good news is if you're working toward improving your self discipline and developing better habits, when self control becomes the norm to you, there's less chance of you reverting back to your old ways. The more time you spend operating with a positive mindset, the more you will become comfortable with it. The disadvantages are, that the natural human tendency to hold on to bad habits will make it difficult to develop good habits. You might have a desire to get up on Saturday morning and start working on your goals, but because you spent the majority of your life sleeping in on Saturdays, you'll have a hard time dismantling the status quo bias. The trick is to keep reminding yourself the more you get up early, the easier it will become. Now that you have a better understanding of the status quo bias, you might want to think back to times in your life when you have attempted or had the opportunity to change something about your life, but you failed to persevere because of the status quo bias, and you found yourself saying things like, well, I've always done things like this, so there's no point in changing it now, or I can't see that there's any major problem here, so it doesn't make sense to change anything. I will call to your attention that the status quo bias is guaranteed to do one thing, and that is to keep you safe and secure, and it will also make sure that your hopes and your dreams are never fulfilled, and in the long run, you will probably regret not taking action. People shouldn't be afraid of failure. They should be scared to death of regret. The feeling of looking back on your life and wondering what if will torment you worse than the feeling of having tried and failed. Fortunately, having some self-awareness about this will help you make better decisions in the future. Got a great example of this. A really close friend of mine that I went to high school with, her father was my first mentor in business. Formally, My grandfather was a mentor. My dad was a mentor. But I actually spent money with this fella to help me in my first CEO role. And he did. But anyway, she always wanted to have a farm store. And my mom and I were discussing it one day and she had opened this farm store and we in my family for decades owned a farm store. My grandfather bought it from a fella and that's where I grew up. That's where I first started learning about business was being an employee starting about eight or nine years old, helping customers in the farm store. And my mom and I are having this discussion. My mom goes, oh my gosh, it's such a tough business there's a high likelihood that it's not going to work. And I said, you know what, mom, it may not work. But what's worse is getting on with your life and thinking about something you always wanted to do and not doing it and always wondering what would have happened if you had done it. That, my friends, is the feeling of regret. And it's absolutely horrible. All right, let's talk about how you can do some journaling to get around some of these biases. First thing is make a promise to yourself that starting right now, you're going to put your rational decision-making abilities to good use. And you're going to work on whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's accomplish a goal or have a long-term key initiative or whatever you're faced with, the choice of remaining in your current circumstances or doing something to change them, maybe going on a weight loss program or doing better on exercise or maybe uh, overcoming some addiction or something like that, challenge yourself to go through an exercise that will encourage you to evaluate your thoughts in a more logical manner. Number one, if you have a journal, you want to do this in your journal. If not, you want to put it in a notebook or whatever, but grab a piece of paper and draw one line down the middle and one line across. So there are four quarters on the page, four sections, right? You're essentially drawing a plus sign on the piece of paper and you've got four areas. In each one of those areas, write the following status quo advantages status quo disadvantages advantages to the alternative and disadvantages to the alternative status quo advantages status quo disadvantages advantages to the alternative and disadvantages to the alternative and spend about 10 minutes 15 minutes maybe working on putting down the lists that corresponds with those headings then go to bed and come back to the list the next day. At some point, ask somebody you trust to help you if you want a second opinion or you want to get around one of your blind spots or you're afraid you might overlook something. And remember to remove your feelings from the decision-making process. Now that you can visualize your thought process here on this one piece of paper in your journal, Make the decision to do something that's going to get you out of your comfort zone. Get in the habit of questioning your decisions on this for this one particular goal, initiative, action step, so that you're actively paying attention to your habits and altering them to ensure that you are going to reach that end goal or future state that you want to accomplish. That my friends, is a journaling exercise I've got for you to help you resist staying in the status quo and embracing a change that would be good for you and would improve your life and career. Hey, that's our show this week. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4 You can go to my website, clearvisiondevelopment.com, If you're interested in what I do for my clients, it's all laid out there, especially for those of you who may be feeling stuck. All our episodes of Better Than Before, the last six years worth, are there in the resources sections. i got 20 years worth of my writing there. you got a video library of Clear Vision TV and a whole lot more. We've got a wonderful producer on this show. She had an unfortunate car accident this past weekend, and so If you could just send good thoughts and your prayers for our producer, Tessa Hall, who's recovering, she's going to be fine. As she told me in an email, she said, my leg has a lot of pretty colors now. So uh, evidently, there's been a lot of bruising. And as a person who's been in a few car crashes in my time and survived them all without A lot of major damage. I totally understand what it feels like the next day and the day after that and the next few days, but we're hoping and praying for a speedy recovery for our Tessa Hall, who always produces these programs and makes us sound so good. Hang in there, Tessa. Until we visit again next week here on Better Than Before on the C-Suite Radio Network, I'm your host, Tony Richards, and the most important thing I could ever tell you is everything gets better when you get better.